Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. It'll be a divisional dogfight. Punches for the end zone. Touchdown! Joe Burrow and his big bad Bengals battle it out with Baltimore's Ravens. Showtime! Prepare for an action-packed AFC North showdown. Caught by Chase, heads for the end zone, touchdown! Dangerous Dan Horde and Dave Lapham have the call locked. That is Coffin Nail! Coverage begins Sunday morning at 9. Bam, bam, bam! On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. This is the Orthocincy Mo Egger Show. Orthocincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is the Orthopedic Authority. Now, here's Mo Egger on ESPN 1530. All right, that's me. Good afternoon. Five minutes after three. This is ESPN 1530. I'm Mo Egger. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you are having uh, an awesome Thursday. The uh, news we have gotten regarding Damar Hamlin today, I think would fall under the uh, awesome umbrella uh, with the caveat that he obviously still has some hurdles to clear. There are still some things that have to happen. He is still uh, in the hospital, obviously. Um, he, he still is critically ill, uh, but he has been communicating. And uh, the doctors at the University of Cincinnati who have been helping to treat him spoke just a little while ago and uh, said some things that were, uh, I don't I don't say this lightly, that were goosebump inducing. Uh, here are Dr. William Knight and Dr. Timothy Pritz earlier today from uh, UC Health talking about the condition of Damar Hamlin. Uh, we would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr- uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill uh, and continues to, to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, he's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurosurgery, I'm, I'm sorry, neurocritical care teams, uh, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, they are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make, uh, but this, remark, uh, this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. You mentioned there are signs of neurological intact what have been those signs that you have seen from him that, that give you uh, the reasoning to make that uh, ass- assessment? We were in the situation where we wanted to allow him to gradually, you know, wake up as the rest of his uh, body was healing. Uh, and uh, last night he was able to um, emerge and uh, follow commands uh, and even ask uh, who had won the game. 
There is uh, a a snippet of a briefing today by UC Health, Dr. William Knight and Dr. Timothy Pritz, uh, talking to uh, local media, national media as well. And if uh, that last part didn't move you just a little bit, then I I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, it's it's worth mentioning, and uh, it was added to after the fact that uh, Demar Hamlin asked uh, the staff uh, there at UC Health. Who won the game? Uh, he didn't speak those words. Uh, he's still intubated, but but he did write them down. And so uh, that tells you, first of all, most importantly, he is alive. Second of all, uh, you heard them talk about his neurological function, which is intact. Um, and the verbiage, quote, the lights are on. Enough to at least recall that he was playing in a football game that he obviously didn't finish, a game that didn't finish, and ask who won. Uh, I said this yesterday, and it bears uh, repeating and even a little bit more emphatically today, relative to where we were on Monday night and what our biggest fears were and what we all thought may have happened and what some assumed have happened, and in the cases of a handful of idiots, what some reported to have happened, um, relative to all of that, where we are today is feels miraculous. I don't use that word lightly either. I went to bed on Monday night, as I'm sure you did, thinking that we were going to wake up and find out that the worst possible of outcomes was going to be reality. And and that, that as of right now, is not only not the case, but there are signs pointing toward a recovery. What that means long term, I'm not qualified to say. Whether that's going to mean he is going to resume living a, quote, normal life, I don't think any of us are qualified to say. Whether that means he's going to play football again, uh, that question was asked during the briefing today, and the possibility wasn't shut down. Uh, The possibility was acknowledged to be something that it's way too early to be speculating about, but relative to where we were on Monday and Tuesday morning and what we were fearing and what we were thinking, uh, where we are today is almost 180 degrees different, and this is terrific. Um, I, I said this a little bit yesterday for, for all of the sort of instant angst over some of the, uh, the things that were being said on social media, which is oftentimes just a cesspool of misery, uh, weighted in by miserable people. Uh, it, it, it could be really easy to kind of mentally and emotionally get pulled down by some of the things that people will say. Uh, in the aftermath of what we saw on Monday. The the focus should lie in the good, and that starts with the fact that DeMar Hamlin's life was saved by people who were well-trained, and th- they acted in haste, th- but, but they also acted deliberately, and they took the proper steps to save someone's life. Uh, apparently, he had to be resuscitated multiple times. That is awesome. Um, One of the uh, Buffalo Bills trainers who was being uh, lauded for his uh, work in saving DeMar Hamlin's life is a guy by the name of uh, Denny Kellington, and he and many, many others deserve applause, and they deserve gratitude, and they deserve whatever credit comes their way, even though they were, quote, just doing their jobs. Um, That is unequivocally awesome. So uh, there's that to get to today. There, there's obviously the football end of this, which 
is uh, crystallizing. Uh, We went on the air yesterday telling you the uh, Bengals and Ravens were going to play on Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock. That has been uh, known now for over 24 hours. What is becoming abundantly clear and is being reported by uh, the Associated Press, uh, Rob Matty of the Associated Press, is that the uh, Bengals-Bills game scheduled for this past Monday will not continue. This obviously feels like something uh, th- that has been uh, th- the most likely outcome here for a while. The NFLPA is going to have a uh, press briefing at uh, 4 o'clock regarding uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation. The Buffalo Bills are making uh, their head coach, uh, <clears throat> Sean McDermott. I was going to say John McDermott. Sean McDermott available at around uh, 4.30 today. Uh, but the Associated Press is reporting the Bengals-Bills game is not going to continue. There is no real reporting out there on what the NFL is going to do regarding seeding the AFC playoffs. It has been speculated by some, uh, including uh, Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com, that uh, the, the NFL might add a playoff team per conference to, to kind of balance things out a little bit. And that the AFC championship game, if it involves the Bengals or the Bills or the Chiefs or a combination of those teams, could be played on a a neutral site. Um, I've got thoughts on this. Most of them are honestly not that different than some of the thoughts we expressed yesterday. We will get to them here coming up in just a few minutes. This is, at least on my show, because we've been out and we've been flooded with guests, uh, our first chance to, to really take phone calls. And so my question for you uh, is what the NFL should do with that game. I maintain that logistically acknowledging that there are some hurdles to clear that are less than ideal and acknowledging that uh, any decision is going to come with some unhappy parties, the best thing to do with the NFL continuing to do business is to uh, carry forth with the business of ensuring as best as you possibly can uh, competitive integrity. And the way you do that is to have the Bengals and Bills play the football game. I have more thoughts on that I'll share with you. I'm interested in yours, 513-749-1530 and uh, 866-702-3776. What should have or what should happen with that Bengals-Bills game and then understanding what it looks like they're going to do, how should they handle playoff seeding? I've got other thoughts on this from an NFLPA perspective and uh, we'll talk about the Bengals and Ravens as well. Jay Morrison's going to join us at uh, 420. We also have college basketball tonight. Good college basketball night in the area. Uh, UC plays Wichita State on the road. Our guy Chad Brendel joins us every single Thursday. He'll be with us at uh, 350 to talk UC Shockers and uh, the composition of Scott Satterfield's initial staff at UC since he's taken over the football program. I eat a lot of ground to cover on Twitter, by the way, at Mo Egger. 15 minutes after uh, 3 o'clock. Let's talk about... I have questions about what the NFL is going to do, thoughts about what they should do, and something that I would be willing to bet is made permanent. That next on the Ortho Cincy Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. ESPN 1530 and iHeartRadio station. Really good stuff yesterday from uh, Paul Daner Jr. If uh, you missed that conversation, it is available on the iHeartRadio app and uh, on the podcast page of ESPN1530.com. 
Uh, also yesterday, my uh, conversation with uh, Xavier head coach Sean Miller, uh, who was who was outstanding. Um, you can find that on the website, ESPN1530.com slash mo. Go to the podcast page, also on the iHeartRadio app. Our podcasts are a service of uh, Long Neck Sports Grill. By the way, if you're thinking of a great place to watch the playoffs or the college football playoff final, your favorite college basketball team, three locations, Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Ridgewood, Long Neck Sports Grill. 4K TVs all over the place. And this is the key. The sound on for the big games. I want to go to a place where they don't have the sound on for the big games, right? Long Neck Sports Grill does. All right, so uh, <clears throat> good news involving DeMar Hamlin, and it looks like uh, while there are still questions about how the playoff structure is going to work, uh, Bengals-Bills Week 17 is uh, not going to be played. I-, I haven't seen, by the way, if it's going to be ruled a no contest or a tie. I, I-, I don't think it's – I could be wrong about this. been wrong about a lot of things. I, I don't think it's realistic – to think they're going to call it a tie, I think it's going to be a no contest. Those two teams play 16 games, and then they uh, figure it out from there. I, I will say this, and then we'll take a phone call or two. Um, my my wager would be this. If they add a playoff team per conference to handle any inequities and ensure some degree of fairness, if they do that, my guess is eight playoff teams per conference becomes the norm. Right, because one more playoff team per conference is going to mean one more playoff game per conference. And my guess is the networks and the NFL are going to go, hmm, we kind of like that. And we have even further permanent expansion of the NFL playoffs. That is not a criticism, by the way, although I do think the playoffs are too watered down, and I do think the regular season is even more watered down those extra postseason games are going to be gold mines. And my guess is they're made permanent. All right, let's uh, see here. Jim, uh, you're on ESPN 1530. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Mo. Boy, I'm going to try to formulate my words here uh, carefully, but uh, you ever been in a reverent situation and someone is not acting reverent and – you're like, man, your energy is completely wrong and and, and stuff like that. Have sure. You, have you ever yeah. experienced that? Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the press conference today, the entire thing? Uh, the entire thing front to back, I did not get a chance to, but I did hear most of it. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I hate to throw somebody under the bus, but I, I would, I, knowing that the entire nation had an ear to this, I was really embarrassed when Liz Bonus came on because she she came in with an energy, you know, they were doing the Zoom thing and she kind of introduced herself and she had this bubbly, giggly attitude like the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It was very inappropriate. I, yeah, I don't know if you heard that segment. I, I heard it. It stood out to me because, I mean, it, it was a... I was embarrassed. It, it, it was somber, and 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 her and I I know Liz a little tiny bit, but but her her approach was dramatically different than everybody involved, and I I would agree that it didn't necessarily mesh with the gravity of what was yeah, being talked about. Even though the news was encouraging, was it was still a it was still a pretty heavy situation. Yeah, everybody had a reverent tone to her voice to their voice. And she came in. I, I was actually embarrassed for her, and I was actually a little bit embarrassed about Cincinnati that somebody like that got on and just did. She didn't match the energy of the room. So that's about all I have to say. I just had to get it off my chest. So. <sighs> all right, Jim. Th- thank you. I mean, look, I I, I don't. Uh, I I'm familiar with Liz's work. I, she's been in this market for a long time. It might have just been misreading the room. It it may have been getting caught up in the. Uh, relatively encouraging nature of the news that was being conveyed. But yes, I heard it. It stood out because it didn't mesh, but I don't necessarily think it was, I mean, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. And uh, I, I don't know that anybody else covering that event or involved in the press conference should feel embarrassed as well. The, the tone did not necessarily match uh, the tone that everybody else asking questions was, was using. Leave it at that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Davi, you're on ESPN 1530. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Mo? How are uh, you? I'd like to say, former foremost, I really enjoy your journalism as far as when you do cover stuff mm. versus some people, we're not going to call out names, how unsensitive they were. However, I think the Bengals as an organization show how classy that they really are, and they shouldn't be penalized by all the hard work they have put into to get back to where everybody counted us out. They said we had the hardest schedule. We caught lightning in the bottle last year, and we wouldn't be where we at now, only to get robbed because they was really really beat Buffalo. I mean, Joe Burrow was about to score, bro, (laughs) you know, within the next few plays, man. It was about to be – 14-3, 14-3, to three. and to take that from them and all the hard work they put in. Now, I do know that life come before a game, but at the same time, these are the very thing, us Bengal fans that suffered through hell over the last 40 years when we didn't have a Joe Burrow, bro. So people got to give us some respect, man. And I just think if they go by just the stats and the score, they should give us the W and Buffalo to concede to that. What do you think? Uh, I don't think you can punish the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't think you can give the Bills a loss. Uh, I don't think based on uh, whatever it was, you know, half a quarter of football or whatever, I don't think you can say Bengals win, Buffalo Bills lose. You either say it's a no contest and move on, or for my money, 
you go ahead and 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 you play the game. I mean, look, it, what what's going to get in the way of that? People are going to say logistics, and and I understand it. It's 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 hard when here's what our playoff calendar has been, and now we're going to move everything. I I do. I do get that there's a lot there, but the NFL has also like this league has embraced uh, embraced uh, flex scheduling to the degree that the two games they had scheduled for this Saturday, which are Chiefs Raiders uh-huh. in Vegas and Titans Jags in Jacksonville, those games were all TBD. Every NFL game scheduled for this week, we had no idea, with the exception of the games involving the Bengals and Bills, because they were going to play on Monday, everything else was up in the air. Are they going to play on Saturday? Are they going to play on Sunday? Are they going to play at 1? Are they going to play at 8? Are they going to play at 4? We've embraced flex scheduling to the point that it now dominates most of the NFL schedule. The NFL wants to flex schedule Monday night football games. So we've embraced schedule uncertainty. We've embraced, this league has, last-minute adjustments. You can't tell me that now with some time to prepare that an entire playoff mm-hmm. field, every team but one, the last-seeded team, knows it should be on standby on a given week to host a playoff game. You cannot tell me that logistically you can't restructure the postseason to accommodate this right. Bengals-Bills game. And if you do that, to me right. at least, you best ensure competitive integrity. Now, Mo, let me ask you this last question. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. The Bengals is they they to me they are the hottest and most dangerous team in the NFL. And I didn't see Buffalo whatsoever, bro, that can stop that offense, man. Unless I I need some some new glasses or something hmm. or a new TV. They I mean that to that wherever they best corner, he couldn't even match up with. Man, I'm telling you, Chase was really. He was just ready to go through white, man. I just don't see. I know Buffalo supposed to be this all sustained. No, because you know the media got they darlings, and Bengals are not one of them. So they always put the the Josh Allen and the Patrick Mahomes ahead of Joe Burrow. But I could have swore Joe Burrow come out of the, the grimy SEC and had the best college career ever. And Joe Burrow is saying to the world, "I am." the best quarterback in the NFL, and anybody that comes before us, we're going to beat them, man. I, I just think it was going really to be a blowout, bro. I could be wrong, sure, but that's yeah. just my thing. No, they came out, Davi, thank you. They came out and looked great. I mean, they <laughs> offensively, they came out and looked like they were going to be impossible to stop on Monday night, and, and, and who knows how the game unfolds, but you can't, you can't hand the Buffalo Bills a loss for a game that didn't even get to the second quarter because one of their players suffered uh, a traumatic and awful medical event. 330-513-749-1530. Maybe one of the more heartwarming parts of this, I always say, uh, at times you want to learn a lesson as an adult, look to a kid. Latest evidence of that next on ESPN 1530. It'll be a divisional dogfight. Punches for the end zone. Touchdown! Joe Burrow and his big bad Bengals battle it out with Baltimore's Ravens. Showtime! Prepare for an action-packed AFC North showdown. Hit by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Dangerous Dan Horde and Dave Lapham have the call live. That is... Coverage begins Sunday morning at 9. Bam, bam, bam. On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Sports updates and service of Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and guaranteed credit approval from their family to yours for life. 
uh, KelseyChev.com. Encouraging news regarding uh, Damar Hamlin. Uh, Para doctors from uh, the University of Cincinnati spoke uh, earlier today and said that all signs are encouraging. Neurologically, he remains intact, and he communicated to the folks in the room with him that he wanted to know who won Monday's game. He wrote that down. He did not speak it. He is still intubated, but obviously uh, very encouraging news. The Associated Press is reporting that the Bengals-Bills game, which was obviously scheduled for Monday night and was uh, postponed, uh, is not going to be played. Uh, no hard reporting on uh, how that might impact the postseason, but it certainly will. Uh, Bengals and Ravens on Sunday, 1 o'clock from Paycor. The game live on ESPN 1530. Pre-game coverage with me and Ken Brew at uh, 9.05 from uh, the Holy Grail. College basketball tonight, second of consecutive road games for the UC Bearcats, trying to bounce back after Sunday's loss at Temple. They take on Wichita State tonight. Uh, Shockers are 7-7 seven seven this season, 0-2 oh in league play. 9 o'clock your tip. Game live on 700. WLW top-ranked Purdue is taking on Ohio State tonight. Indiana is at Iowa. And uh, hockey tonight, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets skate against the Washington Capitals. Um, mentioned... The uh, Bengals-Bills game, AP is reporting it's not going to be played. This really comes as a surprise to uh, nobody. Uh, with more on what the NFL may do moving forward, here's uh, ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. Number one, I don't think an educated guess that they're going to wind up replaying that Bills-Bengals game from Monday night. As mm. somebody said to me this past week, the game is bad mojo. It's time to leave it behind, move forward, not back. And I don't believe the league, under most circumstances, is going to wind up replaying that game. Now we get into the fact, okay, well, how does the league handle this? And there are many ideas that the league is kicking around, and they now can go into overdrive knowing that doctors feel encouraged about DeMar Hamlin and where he's at in his recovery a few days after the tragic circumstances of Monday night. So when we go inside headquarters at Park Avenue in New York City, let me present a couple of scenarios that I think are under consideration and discussion, and I think they're a little bit different than a lot of people would have thought. One of them comes compliments of our Matthew Hasselbeck, and I want to credit him who came up with this idea, and I'm going to read it to you because he texted it to me yesterday, and I know the league has thought about this one. He said, you call the Bengals' bills a tie. The number one seed gets the choice of home field throughout the playoffs or the bye. The number two seed gets whatever isn't chosen. So either a bye or home field advantage. That would be one scenario that I believe the league has talked about. The other one that I think might be even more viable and more discussed and might be the one that the league enacts before Saturday's game is this. If there is an AFC championship game in the end that involves teams that don't have the same amount of games played, where Monday night's non-result factors into who gets home field advantage, here's what I think the league would do. I think the league would say, we're not going to have any home field advantage this year. We're going to play the conference championship game on a neutral site. And mm. so if it involves Kansas City, or Buffalo, or Cincinnati. Uh, I guess we don't get to uh, hear Adam finish his thought. Nonetheless, uh, that uh, that scenario being laid out there, um, 
the logistics of a neutral site AFC championship game. Now, I mean, you can determine where the neutral site is going to be well in advance. You could theoretically make that determination today and say it's going to be, I don't know, in Detroit or Pittsburgh, uh, or it's, it's going to be played in Indianapolis. Uh, you could do that. Um, assuming it involves the teams in question here, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and, and Buffalo. A lot of logistics you have to kind of cobble together here pseudo last minute. You could do that, or you could cobble together some even more last minute logistics, play the football game, and slide everything else back in the AFC playoffs. This is a league. This is their verbiage, not mine that has always put competitive integrity ahead of anything else. It's it's why they, they made us observe this beyond silly, absolutely wasteful deflate gate thing eight years ago that, that cost the greatest quarterback the team has ever, the, the, the game has ever seen, uh, parts of his reputation and four game checks. Beyond silly. Why? Because they wanted to protect the competitive integrity of the league. It's why the NFL was so far behind the times when it comes to gambling. Because they wanted to protect the competitive integrity of the National Football League. What best protects the competitive integrity of the NFL? Cobbling together a neutral site AFC championship game. Because you're unwilling to play Bengals-Bills or sliding everything back a week and playing Bengals-Bills. You tell me at 513-749-1530. I've talked a lot over the last couple of days about uh, whatever emotions you've been feeling since Monday night, channeling those emotions into something more constructive than getting mad at somebody you've seen on television or an idiot who's tweeting things that are irresponsible. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or somebody who is making blind accusations or hypothesizing things that don't make sense. You can get mad at those people and spend a lot of time and energy on those people, or you could do something positive. Uh, I am a believer that children are better than adults. And perhaps the latest example of this, number one, I saw a piece by uh, Megan Mongillo, uh, who reported that Zach Taylor's wife got kids at her 
students at her kid's school to uh, to make cards for Damar Hamlin. This apparently has been repeated at uh, a number of area schools. I saw a tweet from Cincinnati Public. Students at Kilgur are writing get well letters to Damar Hamlin. Uh, one of the teachers, Beth Martin, decided to have her students write the cards after hearing their continual concern for the player when they returned from break. The kids felt helpless. The kids felt something. The kids wanted to do something. The kids did something. There's a lot of adults that I've heard from, some even that I've talked to, that could take their cue from those kids. Uh, More phone calls are coming up. Let's uh, spend a few minutes on the Bearcats. UC and Wichita State tonight after an ugly performance in Philadelphia on Sunday. Chad Brendel joins us next. Ortho Cincy, Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Radio. We don't have Chad. We're playing his music, but we don't have him. Well, you know what? I'm still going to mention his website, BearcatJournal.com. I'll still mention him on Twitter, at Chad Brendel. We don't have Chad. Hope everything's good. Uh, UC plays Wichita State tonight. Cincinnati just crushed on the glass against Temple, a game that was uh, going okay. Same Owls team that lost to uh, Mighty Wagner and Maryland Eastern Shore. UC led 27-20. Uh, and uh, then from that point forward was uh, just frankly drilled. Offensively, a team that has been really good on that end uh, for most of the season um, was anything but. And, you know, we talked about that this is not a good offensive or defensive rebounding team to begin with. But... Uh, to get drilled on the glass the way they were and then come up dry on the offensive end. And, you know, on one hand, you're willing to say, look, uh, poor shooting nights happen. Uh, a, a team that's not good on the glass that struggles to uh, an even larger degree is going to get out-rebounded by nearly 20. That's going to happen. They're on the road. It's conference play. No big deal at the same time. Uh, pretty much every loss that comes against anyone who's not Houston or Memphis in this league kills your resume. Not that we're really talking about the Bearcats right now being an NCAA tournament team. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's face it, the the second half of year two of Wes Miller, I think more than anything, should be marked by how much improvement do we see from this team from what it was to what it's going to be. Uh, time will tell if Sunday was a bump in the road. It shrinks the margin for error tonight. Oh, and by the way, Houston, I think Houston's the second best team I've watched this season in college basketball. I still maintain, despite Xavier beating them, that uh, Connecticut's the best team I've watched all season long. Uh, Houston's going to come to town. Recent Houston and UC games have, frankly, not been competitive. Uh, It puts a premium on beating teams that you're supposed to beat. And with the way the Bearcats had played offensively over the last month, they were supposed to beat Temple and did not. You could chalk it up to... Uh, road conference game and you just played poorly and the other team in a dead atmosphere uh, took advantage. Okay, fine. If you take care of business tonight, this is not the Wichita State program that we had watched become one of the best in the country for years. Uh, they're 0-2 to start play in the league. They're 7-7 and overall. Their net ranking is nothing to write home about. And Cincinnati is, and Vegas will tell you this, is supposed to win the game tonight. If uh, you start with two conference road losses and Houston's coming to your building on Sunday, uh, suddenly we are looking at the very, very strong possibility of a 1-3 and three start to league play 
And in you know, I talked last week about how all right, year two, second half of year two. Let's see. I mean, that's when you really start to find out about your coach, right? And Wes Miller did not inherit a very good situation. This roster obviously still has a lot, a lot of holes, but within this league, you can still show improvement. And it's not to say that you can't just because you get off to a one and three start, but it's going to add to the skepticism if they are one and three. And let's face it, even if they win tonight, pretty good chance they're going to be two and two. So big one tonight for the Bearcats on the road against Wichita State, where they uh, did win last year. They swept both games against the Shockers. Uh, 9 o'clock tonight is uh, tip-off, 8.30, the pregame with uh, Dan and Terry on 700 WLW. Do we have Chad? Okay, we'll just answer the phone right on the air. How's it going? I'm good, you. I'm good. What's up? Oh, nothing. I just was calling to say hi. Well, we got about a minute. What's on your mind? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Big game tonight. UC's got to beat Wichita State tonight. Yeah, I don't. I'm not big on like must wins in in January. Yeah, this is one. But uh, this is this is one because you can't go into Houston one and two uh, already in conference play. Starting off one and three would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to call back later and we can talk? Or I, I, I'm sorry, I. I the nurses, Brooke, distracted me. You have a lot going on. It's totally okay. Do you want to? Do you want to call back later? Sure, I can talk later. Okay. What time's good for you? Uh, I don't know. You pick. You're the one that's got a show. You got other guests and like important stuff going on. Why don't we do like a uh, like a five like a five thirty? A five thirty. I can do a five thirty. We'll talk to you at five thirty. Okay, Brooke, don't bother me at five thirty. All right. Would would Brooke like right. to, to we, join the show? Would she would she like to talk? Brooke, you want to talk? She said no. Okay, very good. All right, we'll talk to you at five thirty. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Sorry, I, I totally understand. No problem at all. That's uh, Chad Brendel, right. BearcatJournal.com will join us at uh, five thirty. Well, well run ship we have here. A couple away from uh, four o'clock. Your phone calls are next on ESPN fifteen thirty. It'll be a divisional dogfight. Punches for the end zone. Touchdown! Joe Burrow and his big bad Bengals battle it out with Baltimore's Ravens. Showtime! Prepare for an action-packed AFC North showdown. Caught by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Dangerous Dan Horde and Dave Lapham have the call live. That is Coffin Nail. Coverage begins Sunday morning at 9. Bam! 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 On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. This is the Orthocincy Mo Egger Show. Orthocincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is the Orthopedic Authority. Now, here's Mo Egger on ESPN 1530. That's us. Five after four. This is ESPN 1530. It's the Ortho Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you're enjoying your Thursday. Jay Morrison from The Athletic. Uh, coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, look forward to uh, that. A lot of ground to cover between now and uh, 6 o'clock. A couple of things. Uh, number one, very encouraging news regarding uh, Damar Hamlin. Uh, neurologically, he is intact. He has communicated, asking in writing who won the game on Monday night, and uh, things are progressing in a very positive manner. Associated Press reports uh, Bengals and Bills 
regular season game is uh, not going to be resumed. It's not going to be made up. Uh, no other reporting about what next and then what's going to happen and how the playoffs are going to be seeded. Are, is there going to be another postseason team per conference added? Will there really be a neutral site, possibly a neutral site, AFC championship game? All of that is uh, still out there. The NFLPA is, uh, I think, holding a, a media availability right now, and I think it's it's about uh, DeMar Hamlin. I don't know that they're addressing the uh, playoff structure. Uh, the Bills head coach, Sean McDermott, is uh, chatting in about 30 minutes, and we'll try to hear uh, the first part of uh, of his uh, media availability, first time he is speaking publicly since uh, before the uh, Bengals and Bills got together on Monday. Uh, you know, everything we say in regards to this, we're, we're all wary of coming off as insensitive. I, I know I have as well. Um, I've heard the suggestion with the Bengals and Bills that that game on Monday, it's got bad mojo. Okay. The Bengals and Bills could conceivably play again in the regular season. I mean, in the postseason, I'm sorry. The Bengals and Bills could conceivably play again in the postseason, right? So, uh, it, which, by the way, was kind of the uh, the fun part of the, 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 prelude, to, the prelude to Monday, right? The, we might see these two teams in a couple of weeks. If the Bengals and Bills played in the postseason, obviously that game, beyond just being a, a big playoff game between two very good teams, two, two stars at quarterback, there's another layer to it, a very obvious layer to it. These were the two teams that were playing a football game when a player suffered a severe medical emergency, unlike anything we've seen in the NFL. How much more interest that would create, I don't know. I'm sure that there would be some difficulty in playing that game. But maybe less difficulty in playing that game if the two teams had already met in a made-up regular season game. One that could perhaps, and you know, these issues are kind of anecdotal. Some people move on more quickly than others. And and by the way, I get it. Just because if if Demar Hamlin comes out of this and is completely okay and goes on to live a normal and healthy life, that mo- that event on Monday was still very traumatic for 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 all parties involved, mainly the people closest to it. An emergency doesn't have to be fatal to 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 create trauma, to, to create long-term lingering effects. Um, and so I do understand that. And when the Bengals and Bills play again, I'm sure those players will have, maybe not all of them, maybe not most, but certainly some, will have some things to work through. Wouldn't it be a little bit easier to work through them. A second time as opposed to the first time? Wouldn't it be a little bit easier to, okay, we're going to play this game. By the way, this game is not going to eliminate either of us from the postseason. But there's obviously going to be an impact in the postseason. We're going to play it. We're going to work through it. We're going to work through it together. 
We're going to prepare. We're going to answer all the questions leading into it. We're going to, to deal with whatever lingering trauma may hover over the game. And then if we have to play again, those things aren't necessarily there to the extent they were the first go-round. Again, I, I have a pretty good track record when it comes to this particular story of not being insensitive. And again, I'm taking the lead of the NFL. I said this a bunch of times yesterday. It bears repeating. The NFL has not stopped doing business. They didn't come out on Monday night and go, look, we're shutting down ticket sales. Uh, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we're shutting down commerce. We're, we're, no, they didn't do that. And, and by the way, they shouldn't have done that, right? They didn't stop doing business. A core part of the NFL's business for decades has been protecting competitive integrity. And a big part of that is making sure that everybody plays the same number of games. I mean, and this th- this was a uh, an undertaking. But in 2020, the the, the NFL uh, jumped through hundreds of hoops to ensure that every game got played. Some of those games involved teams playing at a significant competitive disadvantage, but every game got played. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One might have argued at the time that some of those games shouldn't have been played, but they did. They jumped through a lot of hoops to ensure that every game got played. Why? Because competitive integrity was very, very, very important. A little bit easier because some of those games didn't have fans. Many of those games only had a handful of fans. But still, if this is a core part of the NFL's business and business hasn't stopped, it should still be a core part of the NFL's business. And if one of the reasons why you don't want to play the game is it will be really hard for Bengals and Bills players to play against each other, what are you going to do if that is a postseason game? Wouldn't you rather stage the possible postseason game having already staged the game once? 513-749-1530. Let's see. Uh, Jay, you're on ESPN 1530. What's up? Hey, man, I just want to say, first off, thanks for having me. I'm always listening on the show. Nice to have you. Um, I will, Yeah, thanks. I would say this. As someone who's actually experienced something like this here in Cincinnati, I think one of the worst things the NFL could do is actually have the Bengals and the Bills play next week or the week after that. I was present in the game when Gabe Robinson 
God rest his soul, from Walnut Hills, died on our court at Northwest High School mm-hmm. in front of a crowd of about three or 400 people of a heart disease. Mm-hmm. And his body fell limp during the varsity game, just as uh, Mr. Hamlin did while he was playing. And though we didn't know the severity of it at that time, we saw CPR being performed. You were either quiet in the crowd or you were crying. It was one of the two, and that was not nearly on as massive a stage as the Bengals and Bills were on Monday night. Sure. But that gym went dead quiet. And then we found out later that night that Mr. Gabe had passed away, and they asked both teams if we wanted to resume and play each other later, and it was an absolute no between both sides because there's no way we wanted to see Walnut Hills on our court and there's no way Walnut Hills wanted to see that Northwest court again. Understandably I, so. I Under, uh, understandably so. Um, I would say this. In that instance, we're dealing with kids. Here we are dealing with adults. I think adults are a little bit better equipped to handle situations like what we saw on Monday or like the one that you're detailing. I think uh, adults by by nature are better equipped to handle grief, emotional trauma. That's just part of what comes with being adults. So, I mean, to me, the striking difference here is we're, we're dealing with adult football players. And I would also say this, that uh, everybody does handle grief and emotional trauma differently. The Bengals and Bills are going to play football games this weekend. I've got to think going through the process of preparing and playing in a game is going to help. I'm also going to say that I think if you are in charge of either organization and you have a player that says, look, I just can't do this. I think you have to be more sensitive. But at the end of the day, you know, the difference, another difference is obviously uh, the kids you're talking about, I'm sure it was and probably remains awful for them to experience. Uh, playing basketball wasn't their job. Playing football is the is the job of of these folks. And And by the way, you can do your job and you can mourn. You could do your job and you can process trauma. You can do your job and still feel a tremendous amount of concern uh, for, for your teammate or for your competitor. And I think adults are better equipped to do that. But but we're also talking about their profession. And with the kids you're talking about, this, was a, this wasn't their profession. This was a recreational activity. I would agree with that. But I just think there's always something that the NFL is going to need to be ahead of the times. And this is a unique situation. I really feel like, you know, I don't know why Roger Goodell hasn't spoken at any point in time, <laughs> but I definitely feel like they, they can get ahead of what's going on by doing something that makes it look like they care because this is 2022, and one of the things that it seems the NFL has shown is a lack of compassion when it comes to a lot of different topics. And I think sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and show your heart and your feelings at a certain point in time, and then they'll figure the rest of it out. You know, I think, Jay, thank you so much. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the phone call. I, I think there's there's something to that. I, I think NFL teams have done that. I, I think the, the National Football League is a, as a body has done that. I mean, the, the, the most important thing is those, those teams were, were not shoved back out there on the field. Um, I'm with you in wondering where Roger Goodell is. I, I don't I, – I, I've asked this before. If – if an event of this magnitude, and, and by the way, again, we're, we're getting some, some really encouraging news about DeMar Hamlin, which is great, but if an event of this magnitude, and I'm not just talking about the human part of this, but of, of the magnitude of this, which changes your league's season, if this doesn't compel you to come out and talk, number one, I don't really know what you do uh, as the commissioner of a league in which you're paid $64 million, 
number two, I'm not sure what sort of event would actually compel you to to speak. Um, but you know, it's it's not it's not apples to apples. But but, but a lot of folks on uh, Monday night were, uh, and, and I'm 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 removing from the situation. I'm removing from the conversation the people who were who were tasked with and and to this point at least succeeded in saving Damar Hamlin's life. But there were a lot of people on Monday night who, in the middle of all that, had to do their jobs. I think the the ESPN broadcasters having gone back and watched it on on Tuesday morning, did did a, did a great job of handling something that, uh, that 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 I'm sure was difficult for them to to handle for for them to to navigate through. And a part of that was working through their own feelings and working through their own emotions. Sometimes in life, you have to do that professionally. Now, I'm not one of these lunkheads who thinks football is the most important thing in the world, but this is what these guys do for a living. And by the way, Bengals and Bills are going to play football games this week. I think that is would be incredibly beneficial to them uh, moving forward, including as they approach a possible Bengals-Bills postseason game. Tasked with that, understanding that this is what at times comes with having a job. And this is, it could be in the grand scheme of things, a trivial job that on a grand scale doesn't mean anything, but it is still their job. Sometimes you've got to find ways to work through things emotionally and do your job. Now, that's easy to say about the group. If individually there's someone who's like, look, I just can't go, well, then I think the the the, the team, the organization, the coach, the front office is going to have to be sensitive to that. But, uh, you know, again, the, the, the comparison to an absolutely awful uh, situation unfolding at a high school game is is different than something unfolding during a professional football game. And it is worth throwing into the equation that Damar Hamlin, as of right now, is alive. This is maybe a completely different conversation if today we found out he didn't pull through or he didn't make it. An entirely different conversation. Then I'd be among those going, I'm not sure the Bengals and Bills could play this week. But they're getting encouraging news. That doesn't mean there's not residual trauma from what happened on Monday. And again, what happened on Monday was awful and vicious. And for those up close, I'm sure graphic. <laughs> but these are adults. And they're adults who have a job. Their job is playing football. Let's uh, change gears here quickly. Head to uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Mason. Our friend Tony Pike is uh, hanging out till six o'clock. Tony, what's going on? I guess I, can, uh, I guess I need to put the phone call on the air. What's up, Tony? Hey, Mo. Uh, I can confirm Roger Goodell's not here either today. No, he's not there. Gotcha. Okay, no. we crossed so that off the I list. I thought maybe thought maybe he'd make an appearance here today and use this platform to start setting the record straight. But I can tell you. Uh, it's boneless Thursdays. Buy one, get one free boneless wings. Happy hour till six o'clock. They've got the late night happy hour starting at nine. Uh, you got food specials, uh, drink specials, and, uh, and a really nice slate of, of basketball tonight. No, obviously, Thursday night football because that's done, but still a great place to get together to, uh, to watch sports, hang out with the family, and uh, get a good start to the new year. All right, most importantly... Are we going to get somebody in our audience to head to the Buffalo Wild Wings and Mason to get you a beer? Well, Mo, that's a great question because the past couple of weeks, we haven't even had to have this conversation 
because before our first call takes place, someone approaches me and say, hey, so I don't have to hear you and Mo Bag about it. Here's your beer. Uh, that's not happened today yet. Hmm. It's 420. I'm here till six. Uh, no beer yet. So right now we wait and, uh, and we we're hopeful that uh, the next time we talk, I am uh, sipping on a beer. My voice needs it, Mo. Yeah. No. A little, little hoarse today. I'm losing my voice. Yeah. I've heard that beer helps. So we'll see what we can do. We've we've got to lubricate those uh, vocal cords, and the the best way to do it is with an ice cold beer. We'll send folks out to the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Mason. Hopefully, somebody gets that done for you. Tony, we'll chat in about twenty five minutes, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mo. All right, a few minutes with our buddy Jay Morrison uh, next. Ortho Cincy Mo Egger Show, ESPN fifteen thirty. ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. ESPN 1530, an iHeartRadio station. Bengals and Bills pregame coverage on Sunday starts at 9.05 from the Holy Grail. You can uh, get 24-7 Bengals coverage from our friends at The Athletic, Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr. covering uh, the Bengals. They're our latest podcast. Hear that podcast growling uh, came out today. Uh, Jay is on Twitter at jmorrisonath and uh, spend some time with us every single Thursday. Jay, what's going on? Hey, busy day today. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this many media in the locker room. Um, quite, quite the crush today. Um, describe that for me. Give, give me a sense of, of what today is like and what the thing people are talking about most is. Uh, the thing they're most talking about is that DeMar is good. I mean, he's not out of the woods, sure. but um, there was a noticeably lighter mood. Now, we weren't in the locker room yesterday, but you could just tell it felt like a, a bit of a cloud had lifted. Guys were – nobody was turning down interviews. Everybody understood that the, the media needed to get what they needed to get. Everybody stayed in the locker room and was available for anybody that wanted to talk to them, and they all talked about – um, how big this is that, you know, the question yesterday was, would they want to play Sunday or uh, how tough was that going to be? And um, they, uh, the ones that we talked to today, Tyler Boyd, predominantly where he knows DeMar since for a long time. And he's like, he didn't know if he may not have known till Friday, if he would actually want to play the game. And now after today's news, he, he absolutely does. And he says, if he's lucky enough to score, he's got a TD celebration plan just mm-hmm. for DeMar. All right, well, uh, I hope we see that. Um, give us an idea. It, it certainly looks like Bengals-Bills isn't going to be re- uh, played. That's uh, been reported by yeah. a, a number of folks in the business. Um, what do you think the most likely scenario in the postseason is? I don't know. It's a great question. Um, you know, I, I've seen the reports that they might – you go by winning percentage and whoever the one seed gets to pick whether they want home field advantage or the buy. And I was like, that's, that's a really tough call. So I bounced around the locker room today and I was asking a bunch of players, you know, what, what do you think you would want? What would be the choice if the team got to pick? It was split right down the middle. Uh, the offensive lineman wanted the buy, you know, those, <laughs> those guys will take a week off anytime they can get it. A lot of the, a lot of the other guys were like, no, I don't want to get on a plane. I want the home field advantage. And, and they pointed out, you know, they, they made it to the Super Bowl last year without a buy and that home field is, is way more important, even though they won two road games to get to the Super Bowl last year. But it's Joe Mixon was the only one that wouldn't answer it. And he just, he said, we shouldn't be in this position. I don't think we should have to make that pick. And he, he seemed to be upset that they were canceling the Buffalo game. I think a lot of them would like the chance to play for the number one seed. 
so that's where I am. I mean, t- to me, and I've I've said this a bunch of different times. The the NFL did, has not stopped doing business, right? Uh, and a big part of their business has always been ensuring competitive integrity. To me, the easiest way to do that is to play the game. And and yes, the the the, the logistical hoops you would have to jump through to reschedule playoff games and move things around. Uh, unlike anything I've ever had to deal with, I certainly acknowledge that. It's just it is interesting to me that there seems to be almost no appetite by that many, certainly anybody in the league office, to actually play the Bengals-Bills game and figure things out around it in an effort to best ensure competitive integrity, which means every team plays 17 games. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree. And I don't understand what the aversion is unless it's the logistical you know, struggle of trying to come up with a, a redrawn playoff scheme. I, is it, I mean, are they trying to avoid putting those two teams back on the field together after what they went through? I, that's, that's certainly a thought, but it was a pretty good chance. They're going to end up meeting in the playoffs. Anyhow, you're not going to avoid it forever. And I just, I, the other thing is I, I think where a lot of people disagree with what they're going to do here and cancel the game is you, you Kansas city gets the one seed. And the Bengals and the Bills both beat them. And and I think that's what's sitting wrong with people in this locker room and, and people that just kind of looking at it from the outside. Yeah. Uh, it is remarkable, and you put this out there on social media, as they do prepare for the game on Sunday against the Ravens, this team's health status right now, even dealing without the players they have to move forward without, is remarkable. It is. And Sam Hubbard did go full today, so that's a great sign. All signs point to him playing if he's back at, at, at full participation in practice today. Now, Eli Apple showed up as limited with a back injury, uh, which is curious because he wasn't on the, the report yesterday. So um, either he, he tweaked something at yesterday in practice and didn't report it until today, or these, these Thursday surprises on the, on the injury report are always a little – a little, you'd be cautious with him because you don't know. He could have started practice fine and then injured himself in practice. So we'll, we'll try to get some more information on that as, as we get closer to the game. All right, Jay Morrison uh, from The Athletic. Read his work at theathletic.com. Appreciate it as always, man. I'll let you get back to work. Thanks so much. All right.
Thanks, Mo. Make sure you follow Jay on Twitter at jmorrisonath. Their latest podcast is out. Hear that podcast growling. All right. Uh, your phone calls coming up. This is the Ortho Cincy Mo Eggers Show, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Get the Bengals and Ravens. Coverage begins Sunday morning at 9 on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Sports updates a service of Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and a guaranteed credit approval from their family to yours for life. KelseyChev.com. Bill Safety, Damar Hamlin. Uh, beginning to awaken shows, quote, substantial improvement, improvement, I should say, in his uh, recovery from what happened on Monday night, according to uh, doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, Hamlin's able to move his hands and feet. He is uh, unable to speak, but he is uh, able to communicate in writing. Uh, in fast, he he asked uh, in writing who won the uh, the football game on Monday night. And uh, the answer, according to the doctors, was yes, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Bengals getting set to play the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. No Lamar Jackson uh, for now a month. It's been a month since he practiced. He did not practice today. Tyler Huntley limited uh, Bengals and Ravens at uh, 1 o'clock Sunday. Pre-game coverage at 9.05 from the Grail on ESPN 15.30. College Hoops tonight. UC's at Wichita State. Shockers are 0-2 in league play. Cincinnati coming off that loss to Temple on Sunday. Ohio State takes on top-rated Purdue. Indiana battles Iowa. Uh, Reds have officially released Mike Moustakis. You put him on the list with Eric Milton, Willie Tavares, Alex Gonzalez. Who am I leaving out? Shogo Akiyama as the biggest Reds free agent busts ever. Uh, Hockey tonight, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Speaking of busts, they've won one game since December the 11th. Uh, they skate tonight against the Washington Capitals. Uh, let's see. Uh, man. Uh, Jeff, you're on ESPN 1530. What's up? Hello, Jeff. Oh, do I have Jeff now? Yeah, hey, Mo. Oh, my God, the phone works. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's psyched about the news today, just like everybody else, of course. Um, I had a question for you. Monday after the ambulance left, on your side of the field, was there a fight that broke out or something and everybody just spontaneously started booing these knuckleheads? Uh, not where I was, no. That's first I've heard of it. Did you see one? Well, it would have been down to your – if you're – are you right on the 50? Uh, pretty close, yeah. Uh, on the uh, on the bill side, On the right? bill side, yeah. Yeah, it would have been down to your right. All of a sudden, there's a huge commotion and a ton of booing and a bunch of security people looking like there was a fight going on. And everybody was like, get these people out of here. You know, we it, got more important stuff. I, was this was, this was right after the ambulance left? Yeah, within a short, you know, within a short time frame. Hmm. Yeah. So, no, I didn't see that. Um, well, and then, then something happened over by us, and, and people were booing people. It just seemed like it was a little bit crazy. So I don't, I don't know how to uh, play up this postseason scheduling thing. Um, I, they're going to come to a decision that somebody's not going to like. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But, but, I, but again, I keep coming back to this. The, the, the one that I think people would be most amenable to would be playing the 17th game, would be ensuring that the Bengals and Bills play 17 games. That way, everybody will have had a chance 
obviously with the very large caveat for the Bengals and Bills having to play a week later than everybody else, everybody will have completed their season, and to the best of the league's ability, they will have ensured that the playoff field was settled based solely on what happened on the field, which is what we all want. I think this is the one that fans of every team would go, okay, this was less than ideal, but this this at least was the most fair amid some completely undesirable and unprecedented set of circumstances. Oh, I agree. And, and, you know, we were both there. The way those teams went marching up and down the field at the start of the game. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be 40, 37. Whoever has the ball last is going to win. So um, I I think it would lose maybe a little bit of its luster, but I do think that's the best way to figure this out. You know, uh, thanks, Jeff. And I mean, from a, from a luster standpoint, I really appreciate the phone call. I mean, who wouldn't watch that? Who wouldn't watch that game? Bengals bills week 17, the AFC playoffs are slid back. The NFC wildcard game still happened. There's all the built in piped in NFL football playoff seeding storylines. There's also the residual storylines from what happened on Monday. Um, something I've, I, I've, I've always envied about NFL players is they, they have a job that, that at least on game day allows them to basically turn into another person, which I, I think you almost kind of have to do to play that sport, right? I've I've heard this often said about Anthony Munoz, who is quite legitimately the nicest human being I've ever met. Uh, the, the two nicest human beings I've ever met in sports are Joe Sunderman and Anthony Munoz. Um, Anthony Munoz, though, on game day would turn into, to use Bob Trumpy's words, a street thug. Because he had to. Like, we're, we're all familiar with NFL players who are normally... Relatively normal folks, mild-mannered folks, that on game day, they, they turn into somebody exhibiting levels of psychosis that you couldn't operate with in everyday life. This sport allows you to basically become somebody else. If you have a job like that, I think it's easier to compartmentalize and set aside what you're dealing with off the field and away from your job more so than most gigs. I think if you're a player on either one of these two teams and you're hesitant to go out there and play the team you were supposed to play on Monday night, you could use that to get through the experience. Uh, quarter to five, five, one, three, seven, four, nine, 1530 is our phone number. We have a Joby. We have Eddie. We have Nick. And we have you. On ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Pike is at the Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Mason. Is is everybody having a uh, beer to uh, commemorate the amazing Reds career of Mike Moustakis? Wait, the Reds made a move? Well, well, they released Mike Moustakis, yes. Oh, man. You know, I thought this was going to be his breakout year. Uh, kind of a resurgence. Well, he's he's still going to break away with $16 million this year, so there's there is that. Oh, so this is one of those sports things where you you get fired and still make millions. Correct, correct, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Well, you know, I mean, apples to apples here, uh, 
some are getting fired and making millions. I just had a gentleman come in and buy me a beer. So all right, uh, Mike, I think Mike Mustakis and I are having a, a a pretty similar day right now. Um, he didn't buy himself one. He drove here to buy me a beer, talked for a few minutes, and then he headed out. Wow. So I appreciate I appreciate those even more than those that are already here or planning to come here. He listened, went out of his way to stop in, bought, bought a drink, and then went about his day. So I can appreciate that. I can also appreciate buy one, get one free boneless Thursdays. I can appreciate happy hour till 6 with uh, appetizers and, and drink specials and a, uh, a nice slate of uh, college basketball tonight to, uh, to come. And a lot of people are still in that New Year's hangover. Um, you know, five days into the new year, it's a good place to uh, to get the new year officially started in the positive. I uh, I totally understand. All right, uh, you are there until uh, six o'clock, correct? Yes, sir. All right, uh, we'll chat again right around five twenty. Enjoy. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Mo. All right, go see Tony Pike. He is at the Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Mason. All right, it's uh, nine minutes away from uh, five o'clock. Uh, one of the uh, more fun. Annual sports events on the Cincinnati calendar is happening, excuse me, this Saturday. The uh, Cincinnati Cyclones holding their annual throwback teddy bear toss night. Uh, Cincinnati Police Department Sergeant Tim Fritz, along with uh, Kathy Ritter of the Cincinnati Fire Department, are going to be helping to collect teddy bears. And uh, this is a great event. This started a number of years ago. By the way, there's also going to be $2 hot dogs. There's going to be $2 beers. There's going to be $2 sodas. I don't know if the beer is $2, but the uh, sodas are. Nonetheless, voice of the Cyclones, Andrew Moss Brooks, with us to uh, tell us more what is going on. Hey, Mo. How are you doing? How's the uh, start to the new year? Uh, start to the new year is going fine. How about yourself? It is going good, and it helps when you have uh, as good a team as the Cyclones have been. I mean, 27 games in, and the team's got... 17 wins, just a couple points out of first place. So all things good right now in Cincinnati. Yeah, you guys are, are crushing it. First of all, let's uh, let's talk about uh, throwback night and the teddy bear toss. What's going to be happening on Saturday? Yeah, for sure. Well, as you kind of teed us up, Mo, I mean, this is one of the best promotions, I think, in all of hockey. Um, simply put, we are asking all of our fans to bring any new or gently used stuffed animal to Heritage Bank Center with them Saturday night. And if and when the Cyclones score their first goal of the game, fans will be encouraged to allow those teddy bears to rain down onto Heritage Bank Center ice. This is a promotion now that's been going on for about a decade, and the Cyclones have so far collected over the course of that time well over 10,000 bears um, and stuffed animals. And the great thing, as you mentioned, is our partnership with both CPD and the Cincinnati Fire Department. So each of these stuffed animals are going to be donated to the Cincinnati Police Department, where Sergeant Tim Fritz is going to help us get those out to law enforcement. And whenever they respond to a crime that a child may be on site for, they will get one of those stuffed animals. And it really helps from a community aspect as well, because it's building a positive relationship with the child uh, and a police officer. Yeah, no question about that. I know this is something the uh, the Cyclones have been involved in uh, for years. What is the the throwback angle? Yeah, well, so we're throwing back the prices. Um, you talked about it. We've got $2 soda, $2 hot dogs. Yes, $2 beers yes. as well. Uh, so, yes, I, uh, I wish I could partake, but I've got work to do on the game. But uh, we, are, uh, we are doing that. So we're making it as cheap as we possibly can. Obviously, hey, if you're with you and your college buddies, 
have a couple of brewskis, but you know, if you've got the family there, a couple of soda pops and some hot dogs doesn't hurt. And obviously getting the entertainment of such a good hockey team really helps too. Yeah. You you mentioned the good hockey team part. I think you thought this team was going to be really good. It feels to me like even the most optimistic expectations have been exceeded. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and you know, this because you and I talked uh, before the season started Mo, and I, I told you, I think we would be really good. Um, I, Maybe I'm wrong for saying this. I just didn't think we would be this good because I didn't think anybody would be this good. Uh, You look at this past weekend, it was the fourth time when the Cyclones, they beat the Toledo Walleye on New Year's Eve. It's the fourth time they've gone into the third period down this season and they've won a game. And they got points in six situations where they've been down going into the third. Like This resiliency was not something I think we saw as much last year. And I know head coach Jason Payne can attest to that as well. There's a different intangible in this dressing room right now that has that never-give-up mentality, and that's why I think they've been a dangerous team so far and will continue to be. i got to think the real test of a team this time of year, they've been going at it now for a couple of months. The beginning of the season is way back in the rearview mirror. The end of the season isn't even close to arriving on the horizon, so these are the proverbial dog days. This is where a team's mental toughness gets tested. Yeah, I think I agree with you, and I'd say, um, you know, gut check time, right? That sounds uh, pretty apropos with this team because, you know, they've dealt with injuries already, illnesses, uh, a variety of call-ups to the to the American Hockey League, um, some guys that maybe they thought in October they would have had on their team by now, but those players have stuck in the AHL. And so, you know, the Cyclones are, are playing with the sum of its parts as they always do, but it's not the sum – that they necessarily expected to be at or have all the time. So I agree with you, Mo. It's dog days of, uh, not of summer, but I guess dog days of winter. And uh, the Cyclones are going to be battle-tested here in January. is a really tough month. Obviously, we're talking throwback weekend, but you know this from all the conversations we had last year, the Cyclones and the Toledo Walleye, they're playing again this weekend. That was one heck of a playoff series. They're going to see them four times this uh, this month alone. They're going to see the Newfoundland Growlers three times. That's one of the best teams in the ECHL year over year. Um, the schedule does not lighten up for Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I'm looking at starting on, on Saturday, six games in nine days, and two of those games are a road trip. So it's going to be uh, quite busy for the Cyclones, quite busy for yourself. Puck drops at uh, 7.30, the uh, Teddy Bear Toss and Throwback Night. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Go to Cycloneshockey.com for info. Team is playing great. Andrew, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Mo. Hope to see you soon. There you go. Uh, that's uh, that's an awesome night. By the way, the uh, the officer involved, Tim Fritz, that's my guy. Uh, I've thought often this week, uh, having watched uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation, I, I've thought often this week about uh, losing my dad to a heart attack. Uh, while he was watching batting practice at uh, Great American Ballpark in 2009. And the the officer who was there to help me and help my family uh, that night was was Officer Fritz. And uh, he and I have maintained a friendship since then. He is very closely involved with the uh, teddy bear toss. I I thought about him often. And uh, among the the, the bright lights with the Cincinnati Police Department uh, is Officer Fritz. So it makes uh, makes me happy to be able to talk about him and his involvement in a very cool event. Again, Puck's going to drop at uh, 7.30 on a Saturday night. All right. Um, Sean McDermott spoke uh, just a short while ago. The head coach of the Buffalo Bills will hear some of that. T. Higgins also speaking publicly for the first time today. You'll hear from the Bengals wide receiver as well. When we come back, Ortho Cincy, Mo Egger's show on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It'll be a divisional dogfight. Punches for the end zone. Touchdown! 
Joe Burrow and his big bad Bengals battle it out with Baltimore's Ravens. Showtime! Prepare for an action-packed AFC North showdown. Caught by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Dangerous Dan Horde and Dave Lapham have the call live. That is Coffindale. Coverage begins Sunday morning at 9. Bam! 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 On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. This is the Orthocincy Mo Egger Show. Orthocincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is the Orthopedic Authority. Now, here's Mo Egger on ESPN 1530. That's us, Orthocincy Mo Egger Show, ESPN 1530. Good afternoon. I'm Mo Egger. Uh, glad you're with us. Hopefully, you're having an absolutely awesome uh, Thursday afternoon. We've uh, we've gotten some pretty awesome news. Uh, understanding. Uh, there, there is uh, more news to come, and hopefully all of it is positive. But uh, at about 1.30 this afternoon, uh, a couple of doctors at uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center uh, chatted with uh, the media during an extensive session today. Uh, one of the doctors, a uh, man by the name of Timothy Pritz, uh, told reporters that uh, DeMar Hamlin is still considered critically ill and that significant progress is needed, but indicated that he is able to move his hands and his feet and uh, able to communicate in writing and that neurologically everything is intact. Hamlin asked uh, whether the Bills won the game on Monday against the Bengals. Uh, Pritz said, quote, the answer is yes, you won. You won the game of life. So some very, very good news relative, certainly relative to, to where uh, a lot of us were on Monday and what we were fearing on Tuesday, uh, that's not to say that uh, DeMar is out of the woods and that there aren't some very, very significant hurdles to clear uh, and that uh, he couldn't uh, continue to use your your thoughts and your prayers. But uh, things from yesterday on have seemingly been moving in the right direction. And uh, I think regardless of regardless of how you feel about what should happen with the Bengals bills game, we'll get to that here in just a second and, and what the impact on the playoffs should be. Uh, I think that's the one thing we could, we could obviously all agree on in terms of the, uh, the Bengals bills game. Uh, according to the associated press, that game is not going to be played. Uh, the associated press isn't reporting anything beyond that. Uh, nothing about, Playoff seeding, playoff structure, will there be added playoff teams? Will they play neutral site playoff games? But they are reporting the Bengals-Bills Week 17 game is not going to be played. So uh, do what you want with that. Um, a lot of phone calls today. We'll continue to take some between now and 6 o'clock. And basically my question for you is, uh, what should the NFL do with the playoffs? What should they do moving forward? And do you object to a not playing the football game? And I do. Um, and there's, there's another part of this that I want to get to, and we'll do that coming up in about 15 minutes. And it has to do with, well, what, what DeMar Hamlin is or isn't going to get financially and, uh, what the CBA says and doesn't say about things like guaranteed money and player benefits and players being fully vested and able to get their uh, complete and full retirement. Uh, we'll do that coming up uh, here in just a bit, but, uh, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, uh, spoke today. In fact, uh, I think he just got done. Uh, this uh, His first uh, public uh, series of public statements since Monday night. 
I thought both uh, Zach Taylor, who spoke yesterday, and Sean McDermott showed uh, an incredible amount of leadership on Monday. And so here is the head coach, a brief part of the uh, head coach of the Buffalo Bills chatting with uh, the media just a, a short while ago. Terry Pagula, the Buffalo Bills staff, coaches and players, as well as their families who have all been affected and impacted by this situation. Uh, the amount of faith, hope and love that we saw on display over the last three days has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, I'd also like to thank the entire Bill, uh, excuse me, Bengals organization, uh, their ownership, and specifically Zach Taylor, his staff, uh, and their players, and, and going above and beyond and handling the situation the way that they, that they did. Um, the officiating crew that was on the field, led by Sean Smith, uh, and the way that they handled that situation with extreme poise and compassion um, certainly helped um, in the minutes that um, that situation unfolded on the field in the minutes after as well. Uh, both Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent and their leadership from the league office as well as the NFL Players Association and Don Davis. Uh, fans of both the Bills and the Bengals along with the many other uh, fans and organizations that we've heard from uh, over the last three days. And then I'd also like to thank you, the media, uh, for your respect and, and privacy and compassion again over the last three days as we've dealt with this situation and going forward as well. Um, finally, and, and just as important as anything, is glory to God for, um, for his keeping DeMar and his family in the palm of his hand over the last couple of days and his healing powers. Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to you. Sean, listening to uh, the doctors today um, that we were able to talk to on that Zoom call, updating the progress he's made, particularly over the last 24 hours, how encouraging is that? And, and Josh, you can jump in here too. What's your reaction as you, as you hear that? Yeah, very encouraging. Uh, we've been getting uh, incremental updates. Um, and Brandon uh, and Nate, Brandon Bean uh, and Nate Bresky, Nate being our head trainer, uh, as well as Tabani, uh, Richard stayed behind uh, in Cincinnati at the hospital. They've been there the whole time. And um, so my hat goes off to them as well. And, and uh, uh, But they've been giving us updates or uh, DeMar's doctors have been giving uh, our doctors updates, uh, Dr. Bissan here in town. And then the updates have flowed basically through either Brandon uh, and Nate or Dr. Bissan or directly from DeMar's doctors. And uh, the news has been very encouraging as, as we all are up to date at this point. And uh, just extremely grateful. All right. So there's uh, Jean McDermott, his uh, opening statement and uh, the answer to the, uh, the first question, his uh, press conference just a short while ago. Um, here is uh, a little bit more of that. Here is uh, the, Bill, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills uh, answering questions about what he and his team and his staff was told on Monday about whether or not the game was going to resume once uh, DeMar Hamlin was taken off the field in an ambulance. After DeMar got loaded into the ambulance, um, I remember thinking to myself, we're going to need some time, um, we being the Bills at least, and we're so conditioned to uh, a player is taken off the field who is injured um, to right to going right back into 
you know, that mode. And, um, and so um, I said to Sean Smith, I said, hey, we're going to need some, some time here. And again, he was, he was tremendous. And, um, and then I remember going back to our sideline, had a conversation with Leslie Frazier. And I can't even remember what Leslie said, um, but he was a help as well. And, and then um, I went back to Sean and, uh, and said, I don't, feel, I don't feel good about this and, uh, or something to that effect. And then he, uh, he came back. Uh, he was going to go talk to Zach. Zach comes over. I think Zach has recounted since that point in time. And then, um, and then the league was involved. And, and so we went back to the – and the league helped in this way as well, saying, hey, it's okay to go back in your locker rooms. Um, and so we headed that direction. And uh, – and then the time, the way things uh, unfolded from, from there was really we were in the front of our locker room, not quite out uh, in the hallway at that point, but uh, having conversations amongst ourselves. Um, I think I went in and addressed the team and just felt like overall it was going to be really hard to put them back out there. But I wanted to give them the option to go back out there if they wanted to. And... Um, and led by Josh and, the, and a couple of the other captains, they decided not to go back out there. And, um, and so going then from our locker room out our doors to the hallway where Sean and the, the rest of the official, officiating crew, uh, as well as Donna Ponte from the league, they were there, you know, making sure that they were there for us. And, and, then, and then Zach also walked down outside of our locker room um, and I'm not sure what was covered on television or not. So, um, and then again, the follow-up conversation that needed to happen uh, ensued right there outside of our locker room. Okay, there you go. Sean McDermott, uh, just a short while ago. Also want to give this to you. T. Higgins speaking to reporters in the Bengals locker room a while ago for the first time since Monday night. Here is a part of that. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. T, what is, these last couple of days, what has it been like for you just emotionally since Monday night? Yeah, obviously it's been hard, you know, um, just because, you know, I had something to do with the play and whatnot. But, um, you know, everybody's been making me feel feel whole again. You know, um, I talked to the, talked to his mom and, you know, it's, everything is okay. Um, he's doing good, so I'm in, I'm in a good place right now. How uplifting is that this mom? Uh, you know, it was just telling me that she's thinking of me, praying for me, and things like that. that she's, telling me, she's telling me that he's okay and just all the, all the good, positive stuff. What team when you? I uh, mean, it feels good, you know, just knowing that, you know, knowing that he's okay, he's doing better, um, and, you know, it makes me feel better inside, so 
What was your immediate reaction uh, when the play happened and, and just seeing him laying there today? Yeah, um, you know, at first, you know, you know, me being a football player, I'm thinking he just, you know, just flopped. One of my, one of our guys bumped him. I looked, I think just seen him fall, but you know, I looked again, I seen what happened, uh, so I just turned my head, trying not to think about it. So I knew it was something crazy and something tragic, but um, man, it was hard. You know, um, obviously it wasn't in a good place to play for the rest of that game, so I'm kind of glad that we uh, you know, chose not to play. What did these last 40 hours and the couple days been like for you? How did you kind of... Yeah, um, obviously it's been hard, but I'm a professional football player at the, at, at the end of the day, uh, so I had to uh, shift my focus to the Ravens um, and, and be prepared for it to win this game. So. Uh, it, was, it was it was very important, you know. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you always want you know, a loved one in a moment like that. But yeah, um, enough about that. Let's talk about the Ravens. Sorry. So, I mean, how do you guys go about trying to play a game after that? I mean, all y'all went through down on the field. What's it, what's it like preparing as you get ready for it? It's still a big game and a lot that y'all want to accomplish. Yeah, um, that's something that you know it's hard it's hard to forget about, but. At the end of the day, we're, we are professional football players. We do have a job to do. And um, just got to shift your focus and, and focus on the Ravens. All right, there you go. T. Higgins chatting with uh, reporters uh, a, little while, a little while ago. Bengals getting set to play Baltimore on uh, Sunday. That game will kick off at uh, at 1 o'clock. So uh, things are, are progressing with uh, DeMar Hamlin. And uh, uh, just reading some tweets here from folks who cover the uh, Buffalo Bills where Josh Allen said, and uh, I believe one of his teammates, and I I scrolled past the tweet and didn't see it. They are ready to play a football game this Sunday as Buffalo takes on uh, the New England Patriots. Obviously, the other part of this, uh, the Bengals-Bills game, according to the AP, is not going to be played. Uh, A lot more to get to. A thought on the NFLPA and your phone calls coming up. Uh, Ortho Cincy, Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. 22 after 5. This is uh, ESPN 1530. My computer mouse wasn't working, Taryn. I was going to be able to put phone calls on the air. Before we proceed, let's go to the Buffalo Wild Wings and Mason and uh, spend some time with our friend uh, Tony Pike, who is uh, hanging out there till 6 o'clock. Tony, what is going on? Uh, Mo, I'm here till 6. This is my third straight week being in Mason. I love it here. Boneless uh, Thursdays, buy one, get one free. Tuesdays. Uh, if you don't like boneless wings, regular wings, or buy one, get one half off. Happy hour till 6. Late night happy hour starts at 9. Food specials, drink specials, great place to watch the game. And I can tell you this, um, from the, the standpoint of, of gambling now being legal in the state of Ohio, there's a lot of people that listen to Locks of the Night. And uh, there's now a lot of people, Mo, that think they should be running Locks of the Night. Really? I've gotten so many... Uh, can't lose parlays. I've gotten so many tips tonight. Um, I, I don't even know what to, to to do at this point with all of these uh, wagers and bets that I've been given. You know uh, what I've what I enjoyed and what I've what I have enjoyed and, and what has been a you know a rough week. What I have enjoyed is this: a lot of folks have have jumped into the gambling pool here in this side of the Ohio River. And on Sunday, the Bengals didn't play. And so, you know, perhaps the way they consumed the NFL was, you know what? I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to make some wagers. And some have realized, oh, you know, you could lose money. Yes, yes, you can. Yeah. But if you but we listen. Heard from any of those people. But if you listen. But now suddenly everybody's an expert, including the two people yeah. who host Locks of the Night. <laughs> well, you know, and the, the crazy thing is, Mo, you know, I, I speak for DraftKings. I know you speak for FanDuel. 
both of those sites have a special going tonight that all you need in the Purdue and Ohio State game is one point to be scored. Yeah. And you are a winner as well. And the other thing is, you know, now there's a lot of folks, they've listened to Locks of the Night, but now they can, they're, they're more comfortable legally doing it here in Ohio. And so the yeah. other thing I've gotten is, well, will you put the locks on Twitter when you're done? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. It's, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen to the segments. It airs at the same yep. time every single day, and you're good to go. And it's always podcast as part of your show, so we're good to go. Correct. Yeah, yeah I had no. I had a guy text me earlier today, a buddy of mine, and he said Fairleigh Dickinson is a lock in college basketball today. Okay. And this is like a 9 a.m. text. And, you know, there's a lot of me that's like, man, I appreciate that. But there's also a part of me that's like, I got two kids. I'm just waking up. I don't even know what's happened in, in the day yet. And lo and behold, I get like the I told you so text because uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, they beat St. Francis of Brooklyn 76 to 57 and covered the number today. Wow. All right. Well, hey, yeah, to each their own, I suppose. If you want to go and uh, give Tony some uh, some locks for the evening, he will Please. be at the Buffalo Please. Wild Wings in Mason till uh, 6 o'clock. We'll check in one more time, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mo. All right, there you go. Uh, our old friend, been a while, Eddie in Western Hills. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Eddie? Oh, Ed. hey, Mo. Sorry. Eddie, what's up, man? Okay. How are you? I am great. I haven't called you in a while. I figured I would call you. thought you didn't like me. Uh, hey. No, no, just been busy with work, you know. Mm, Speaking of work, I haven't seen you in Kroger's in a while. I was there this morning. At my store? Yeah. I was there. Did I, was, I see you? I was. I was there this morning. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't see you, but I'll look for you next time. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Anywho, um, I have two things I wanted to say. One in regards to the Bills and Bengals game. Now, obviously, you put a player's life you know, ahead of anything. No question. And I'm really, really, really grateful that he is doing much better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he continues to progress each day. Um, as, with that being said, I'm sure ask him when he's able to speak again. Um, would you want them? Would you want this game to go on? Would you want these your team to play this game? And I'm sure his answer would be yes. And I think if the if the Chiefs happen to lose Saturday to the Raiders, and the Bills and Bengals win the respective games Sunday, then I think come Monday, I think the NFL would would have to at least consider having this game played on maybe Saturday next Saturday. And, and then I, you just push the playoffs back a week. And I, I've wondered if if the the hesitancy to make an announcement has has it all been reflective of the desire to see what happens with the Chiefs in that game on that's Saturday? That's what I think. That's 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 the intention I'm getting. I could be wrong, but I that's what I think I'm getting out of it is that they don't want to make a full full announcement until they see the results of these all these games on Sunday and Saturday. Yeah, to make a, a full decision, which I think would be the fair thing to do. Like you said, every team has 17 games on the calendar every year. Well, this year at least for the first time, or last year. Mm-hmm. But I think all teams should play 17 games. Um, like you said, it's not like the player you know died. Heaven forbid he makes it through, which I think he will. Um, I'm sure, it, you know, like I said, the players, I'm sure if he has the players, both teams, majority of players would say, you know, we want to play it. And like you said, you want to hurt, you want to, you want to go and play. It's not like it's going to be their first game since the incident. They're going to be playing another game on Sunday against somebody else. So it'll actually be their second game since the incident. And 
I, I just think they should do it. I think it would just be the fairest way to do it. You know, I know, I know yeah. you said it to get the deal with this eventually, you know, if not this year, next year or whatever, they play again, might be in the playoffs. Who knows? But you got to do it. You got to get back out there and just, you got to face it. Well, if this Eddie, thanks so much. It's good to hear from you. And I will see you at Kroger soon. Uh, if, uh, if, I had a question about the Ravens game Sunday. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, now they haven't said anything about this area. You didn't know the SS either, but if the Bengals were to win or lose Sunday, do they still get the division? Because they're not really saying that either. <laughs> or is that depending on also what the NFL decides? Well, on if 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 the built makeup game, like. if if the Ravens beat the Bengals, eleven and five is better than eleven and six. So, not playing the game means the Bengals win the AFC North. Right. So you're saying, regardless of the result, Sunday's game, the Bengals would have the division. Yeah. Regardless, e- e- the way it stands e- now. E- an eleven and five record yields a better winning percentage than eleven and six. So if Baltimore wins on Sunday, they're eleven and six. That's a half game worse than Cincinnati. The Bengals' winning percentage would be better. And so, I mean, yeah, from 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 a Ravens perspective, I want the Bengals and Bills to play a football game because again, the idea here is to protect. The competitive integrity of the league, and that's that's not just protect the Bengals; it's protect the competitive integrity of the league. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I want the Bengals to have to play that game because if I win on Sunday, I now own a head-to-head tiebreaker, and I want to see if the Bills can beat Cincinnati and win the AFC North. But with the way things are right now, if they don't play the game, the Bengals are division champions. Right, and this game would have been a four twenty five game if it was from a division. Right, and, I understand and, it correctly? And, and, and yes, and yeah. So going in, going into Monday night, had the Bengals beaten the Bills, they were going to play at one o'clock on on Sunday. Had they lost to the Bills, and that set up a winner take all AFC Championship game, the Bengals and Ravens was going to be at four twenty five. So the first clue you might have had yesterday that uh, they were going to scrub the the Bengals Bills game was the fact that they put the Bengals game at uh, at one o'clock. But yes, I mean if. But if they make the official announcement that they have canceled the game, theoretically the Bengals could start selling hats and T-shirts that say AFC North champions because they will be AFC North champs. That's not a way I want it decided, but that's how it would be decided. Right. I would like rather than go into it knowing they played 17 games. And, you know, take your fate. Seed one, two, three, five, whatever you get, you know. You and, and me both. Go from there. You and me both. All right, brother. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Thanks, Mo. Have a good day. Thank you so much. I was at Eddie's Kroger store this morning. Taryn, can I ask you a question based on something else that happened to me this morning? Sure. Uh, I went to Kroger this morning. Prior to that, I dropped off my daughter at kindergarten. After that, I wanted a cup of coffee. Uh, Normally, I make coffee at home and, you know, I have it with me for the morning. I didn't do that, so I I went into a, a coffee store reasonably close to my house and uh, I walked in and I stood there and I stood there and I stood there and I stood there and after about uh, five minutes I said okay they're not interested in serving me and uh, meanwhile a couple of other folks who got there after me got service and so I just left I didn't make a stink. I didn't create a scene. I didn't say anything. I just thought, well, okay, I'm apparently invisible, so I'm, I'm just going to leave. And so I, I did this. And I got like halfway to my car, and I heard uh, a woman who works there. I heard someone go, sir, sir. And I turned around. I go, yeah. She goes, was there a problem? I go, yeah, you guys never waited on me, so I'm good. And she was apologetic, which was nice. 
uh, and she said, well, really, really sorry, we're short-staffed. I go, it's no problem. I didn't say anything rude. Now, my thought was, I know you're short-staffed. At the very least, you could say, hey, sir, we'll be with you in a second. Or, hey, wait a minute, before we take care of these other people, we'll take care of you. But uh, whatever, I didn't make a stink. And I just said, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So I now like I opened my car door. I took my coat off because I hate driving with a coat. And she says, uh, come on in, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a coffee. And I just said, no thanks, have a nice day. Was I being a jerk? No. Okay. Especially like say they, as soon as you walked out, they immediately served the people, served the people behind you? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah no, 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 no. As I was standing there waiting, they started serving people behind me. Now, I didn't make a scene. Right. I didn't go crazy. I didn't, uh, you know, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. I just, I kind of just like looked around like, all right, I, I guess they don't want to serve me. I'm not going to waste my time anymore. I'm not going to embarrass these people who are getting service ahead of me, even though they got there after me. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'm just, I'm going to get a cup of coffee somewhere else. Hmm. And uh, the woman was not rude to me, but I just, I didn't feel like, yeah, schlepping back in and, you know, like, all right, you, you weren't interested. I'm, I'm not saying I'll never go back again. I had never been to this place before. I'm not saying I'm not going to go back, but like, I mean, I don't know. You can't acknowledge somebody just standing there. Like, we'll be right with you. Hey, we're swamped. I mean, like, by the way, the one woman wasn't really doing anything, but eh, no big deal. But I didn't make a, make a scene out of it. I didn't make like a big fuss. But I've been having this internal dialogue all day long about whether or not I was a jerk. Because typically when I do and say things in life, I end up instantly regretting them. And so I'm looking for some sort of validation of me not being a jerk. Because I, I didn't, I, again, I, I wasn't a jerk, but I have a just natural guilty sort of conscience. And so I'm... I'm I'm just sort of I'm I'm predisposed to have an internal dialogue as to whether I was a jerk or not. No, and and the fact that you said you will one day go back to that that coffee shop. I don't know. Is better than me. I don't know, man. Maybe we'll see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of places I can get a cup of coffee. I don't know. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I mean, your coffee has to be really good for me to ignore. Five minutes of me waiting and no service. Right. And then taking the people who walked in after me. And again, it'd be one thing if I'm like, if I'm going like double barrels, middle fingers, or telling people, I just like shrug my shoulders, walked out. Feelings a little hurt because, you know, I felt invisible, but all right, it's happened before. In fact, it happens most work days. But, uh, all right. Well, thank you for the validation. Uh, and we're going to call Chad Brendel next because he blew us off before. Uh, yes, actually, we're running late for Chad. Kind of been a day of people blowing me off today. Uh, we'll chat with Chad next, ESPN 1530. The official home of the Bengals. Kind of being uh, inundated right now with folks wanting to know the uh, the coffee store. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Just didn't wait on me, so I left. I mean, 
didn't threaten to violence against anybody or anything like that. Just don't want to serve me a cup of coffee? I'll go get it somewhere else. All right, uh, we don't have a lot of time here. Um, Chad Brendel's with us mainly because, uh, well, be honest, kind of like the folks at the coffee store this morning, uh, he blew us off. But but he has good reason because he's he's very, very busy. But I still wanted to spend some time with him. So he volunteered to uh, to join us now. BearcatJournal.com is his website. What's going on? Not much. Just, uh, you know, hanging out with the nurses, watching my wife sleep. It's, uh, it's very exciting stuff here, good Sam. It, it certainly seems like it. Hopefully, she is uh, she is doing she is doing well. What happened to the Bearcats against? She's hanging in there. Very good. Um, what happened to the Bearcats against Temple? They played like crap. <laughs> they're they're just you can't you can't go on the road and get out rebounded by eighteen and think you're going to win the game. Right. Like there, there's you can't have a it, it, you can't have a guy. That averages four rebounds a game gets sixteen. The fear that that has to be prevalent right now is that this team has not shown the ability to win or play well on the road. Forget winning; they haven't shown the ability to play well in true road games, and that has to get fixed really fast. Because in order to get to where we we think this team is is capable of getting, which is 11, 12 conference wins. Uh, you're not going to do that if you play like they played on the road and they're only two true road games. So they have to figure that out, and they have to figure that out fast. How in early like Yeah, how in early January does a bad rebounding team get better? The, I mean, I think the problem is I know a lot of people talk about rebounding is effort and toughness and, you know, the buzzwords that are used. But for me, rebounding is the most translatable uh, skill in terms of if you rebound well in high school, it's a really good chance you're going to rebound well in college. If you rebound really well in college, there's a chance you're going to go to the NBA. And, like, it, it translates – probably better than anything I've seen, any other, like, skill I've seen. I don't know that this team has a guy that is just a dominant rebounder. And if there is, it's probably Victor Locken. So that what that means is Victor Locken can't go out tonight and get a foul on the first possession of the game. Because it changes how he plays. It changes his mindset. It changes how aggressive he can be. And I, I think that was a huge factor in what happened to Temple. He got that first foul in 20 seconds, Mo. And that, that just it, it makes him a different guy than the games that we've seen where he's, you know, getting through the first half with one foul and, and able to play free in the second half. We have not seen that from him when he has gotten in foul trouble. Is Wichita State dangerous at all? Uh, is the game at Wichita State? Because yes. if it is, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with anything uh, if this team's on the road right now. So uh, they're going to have to figure some stuff out. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Give me a thought on the composition of Scott Satterfield's first ever staff at UC. Uh, a lot of high major, power five, whatever you want to call it, autonomous five. 
experience in the group. A lot of guys have coached at this level. I think they did a really good job filling out the offensive coordinator spot with a guy that is going to be able to go into those meeting rooms and say this is exactly what these defenses are trying to do to stop us. Uh, You know, Tom Manning has been five years in the Big 12 as an offensive coordinator. So I think that's important. And I think more important than anything, they really got to the point where they now have a professional style recruiting department. And that wasn't the case before. They had a good recruiting department, but you were asking two people to do the work of five, six, seven people. And now you should be in a position where, uh, you know, you can spread it around a little bit more and get the work done uh, in a, in a different fashion. This is very NFL style talent acquisition uh, in terms of the new recruiting department. So uh, I'm not going to say it's a home run. I'm not going to say it's a strikeout, but I think a lot like the Scott Satterfield higher right now, you're talking about a solid double. And if you keep getting doubles, Mo, I know Reds fans won't terminology, but if you keep hitting doubles, you score some runs. Oh, I know. Yeah, I I I wish I would have seen more doubles over the last uh, thirty years coming from uh, from the local ball club. All right, man. Uh, go go be with the nurses and your wife. We continue to think of her, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, man. Sorry for early. all good. D- d- trust me, trust me. We uh, if if ever there's been an excuse blow off, uh, that would be it. We're we're all good. All right. Thanks, man. Hang in there. There's our guy, Chad Brendel, uh, BearcatJournal.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Chad Brendel. Uh, I think we still have some time for our guy, Art DeCesar, from the Westgate Superbook. Uh, We'll do that here in uh, in just a few minutes. But first, uh, one more check-in with our man, Tony Pike, at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Mason. By the way, how are the robots? No, these robots are awesome. I've, I've yet to see them have any problems. Everyone seems to be happy with their order. You're getting a dinner crowd in here right now, a, a big crowd, obviously, for, uh, for buy one, get one free boneless Thursdays, and people trying to cash in on the last few minutes of happy hour, or they're just going to stay uh, until late-night happy hour, which starts at 9. But either way, these robots, Mo, they're, they're first class. They are, uh, they are uh, centered around giving the best experience possible to the other uh, customers. All right. Uh, you are there for another 15 minutes or so. Uh, but beyond that, awesome place for late night happy hour and uh, the UC game at 9 o'clock as well. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, enjoy your weekend away. We'll uh, see you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bob. All right. There you go. Tony Pike uh, hanging out at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Mason. All right. Uh, our buddy Art DeCesar, Westgate Superbook, next Ortho Cincy Mo Egger Show on ESPN 1530. What's the latest on the NBA? Getting ESPN 1530 from iHeartRadio. Eight away from a six o'clock ortho Cincy Moegger show on ESPN 1530. It's uh, obviously the end of the week for us. Bengals pep rally in our place tomorrow at uh, 305. Bengals and Ravens on Sunday. Pre-game coverage at the Holy Grail 905 on Sunday morning. Kickoff at one o'clock. End of the uh, week for us means we spend a few minutes with our guy Art DeCesar from the Westgate Superbook in Vegas. Art is on Twitter at ArtDice21. It is good to have you. What's going on, my man? 
Mo, it's a pleasure to be here as always. Um, I, I asked this question, understanding the the sensitivity of the situation that has uh, put us in this predicament. The good news is Damar Hamlin is showing some very encouraging signs, but uh, uh, there, there's a lot of folks out there with with questions as to how this is going to work out from a, a wagering perspective, and, and I think we could responsibly uh, tackle those issues. Let me start with this. If uh, If you put a... If you put a wager on on the Bengals over and they don't play the full 17-game schedule, what happens? So I always tell people, Mo, depending on where you bet, every place is going to have different house rules. You know, for us at the Westgate, you have to play 17 games. Now, that is our stance right now, and that could change because, you know, we have a stance if a game gets postponed or canceled or moved, there's an eight-day window before you get a refund. And we wiped that out after the Monday night game. We refunded everything Tuesday morning. We didn't wait for the eight-day window. Obviously, it doesn't look like they're going to play in the eight-day window anyway. But as far as the season-long stuff goes, it is they have to play 17 games. So that's it right now. It could change, but you know that's just our stance right now. And, and that's pretty much any future. So it could be AFC North winner, whether it's Cincinnati or Baltimore. It could it could be over unders. Anything season long, any futures bet that was made at any point that was going to be decided once the season was over has to have a 17 game schedule attached to it. There's no doubt about it. Obviously, listen, Super Bowl to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl those are different bets. You obviously right. will still have action. But, yeah, as far as, like, season win totals and to win the division and things of that nature, yeah. And once again, like I said, that's just our, that's just our house rules. Every operator is going to work under different house rules, and you always want to check with, with whoever you made your bets with what they use for house rules. All right. Uh, let's talk about Week 18. Cincinnati is going to play. What stands out? Yeah, you know, I, I think what stands out is when we re-release the numbers, you know, we've obviously taken a very cautious approach this week 18, even before all the stuff on Monday night. You know, week 18 is always a little bit of a weird week. A lot of teams playing for stuff, a lot of teams playing for nothing. But, you know, we currently have Bengals sitting minus seven. It was as high as seven and a half. There was some Raven money that came in that pushed us down to seven. Low total of 40 and a half, no surprise. First matchup was a 1917 game. Divisional games like to normally go under. I think if I leaned one way, I would lean towards the under in the game. I think you'll see sort of a slugfest like we saw in the first meeting. All right. Uh, around the NFL, what things come to mind when you look at the lines? Well, obviously, you got to look at the big game on Saturday. You know, obviously, winner wins the AFC South between Tennessee and Jacksonville. Two teams trending in opposite directions. Jacksonville's hot. Tennessee is not. We opened that six, got as high as seven. There was some buy on the Titans at seven by sharp betters. I think they just figured divisional game, low scoring game. Titans will find a way to hang in. Obviously, they're going to use Henry and try to shorten the game. And Rabel has been good as an underdog coach. And now the line has actually gone back to six and a half. I think Jacksonville gets it done. I don't know if they cover, but I think they win. I think it'll be fun to see Lawrence in the playoffs. I think that will be awesome. And, you know, I think one that also stands out to me is obviously the big Sunday night game. Green Bay at home against the Lions. It's funny, there's been no movement on the line. It's been four and a half since we've opened it. Shocking. You would think we're going to get a flood of Green Bay money, and that still could come before Sunday. 
But right now, no move, and the total has stayed pretty steady at 49. So eventually, we will need the Lions, but no move yet on the game. All right, where can folks find out more? As always, Mo, on Twitter at ArtDice21. And, you know, for all you new Ohio customers who are getting into the gambling space, go to Superbook.com, download our app. We've got a lot of good promos and bonuses and a lot of things going on for all the new users who are going to sign up. This time to get in, National Championship Game Monday, playoffs coming, and all the good stuff. So, you know, just go to Superbook.com, you know, download us. And if anyone ever has a question, reach out to me on Twitter and I can help. You're the best. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Mo. Art to Caesar, Westgate Superbook. We are done. Bengals prep rally in our place tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Don't forget uh, Holy Grail. Ken Brew and I Sunday morning. Tony Pike and I at uh, the Westchester Twin Peaks for the Tony and Mo Football Show. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Taryn for producing this. This is ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often.